Hello everyone, welcome back to Plot Confusion. I am your host, Derek, and we have, man, I've got something that we need to discuss right now, which is mind-boggling. I am seeing this thing popping up everywhere, that the Messiah, uh, the Jewish people, has been found, has, uh, has been, has appeared, has come, and um, his day of, uh, of being in the public showing that this gentleman will be the Messiah uh, for the, Is- uh, the Israeli people. What does that mean? What does it mean for a, the, uh, there to be a Messiah for the Jewish people? Because as Christians, and I am a Christian, we believe that Jesus Christ came and he fulfilled all the prophetic um, scriptures that foretold that the Son of God, Jesus, would come to earth and that he would be atonement for our separation from God. And in doing so, Daniel even talks about, which is hundreds of years before Jesus is even born, that after that after the Messiah has been come, the daily sacrifices will uh, will cease, and for hundreds of years now, the sacrifices at the altar going to the temple has ceased because it was the temple was destroyed. And in the temple being destroyed, it's always been, in, in Jew, Jewish belief, they need to build a third. need to build a third temple. And that when it is being built in its completion, you will have the Messiah, the anointed one, that will put the doors on, on the front of the third temple. And that will begin the Masonic age, the age and for Christians, that is the end time events. These are things that look at Bible prophecy and you're shaking your head. I'm going to be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. Uh, I am a Christian. And I became a Christian when I was sick with cancer. I was given a short amount of time to live. Uh, you know, I wanted to make sure my family um, went to church and they worshiped, but I didn't understand who he was. I didn't know what he was. And I kind of like was looking to find, um, and Jesus Christ answered the call. And in doing so, saved me in my cancer I have, which was the short name for its PNET, the long name for its primitive ectonectodermal tumor. You can look that up if you want to. Um, and with that, at the time, after I got healed... Because stuff wasn't working. The medicines, chemotherapy stuff, things were not working. But once I truly believed in Jesus Christ, for me personally, immediately I was healed. Doctors couldn't understand it. People couldn't understand it. And I was walking out of the hospital and never having to go back and getting any more treatments. It was done. It was finished. So for me, that was confirmation for me that Jesus Christ was the Messiah and that his father was God, Yahweh, And that when I prayed to Yahuwah, when I asked uh, Yahuwah to be in me, to send me the Holy Spirit, I still ask for that today because I want myself to be humbled. And I'm telling you, I feel like if I don't do this video, because if you listen to my other videos... They're not, they're not, they don't, I don't want this to be sound like it's preaching, because I don't. 
But I want you to be aware that this may be the only time, if this is true, that I will be able to share with you this truth. And the truth is, is that if Israel believes that they have their Messiah, and it's interesting, when Trump was the president, he got streets named after him. They even got a coin with his face on it, with Cyrus. And when you see that, you recognize that he was filling the role to the Jewish people to pave the way for the third temple to be built. That was his whole purpose. Was to make it where the Jewish people could pave the way in building the third temple and in doing so, waiting for their Masonic, uh, their, uh, their Messiah, Mashiach, to appear, to be known. Now, these things happened. And quite, people always was like, there's going to be a rapture. There's not a rapture, people. I don't know why that is something that people have held on to, but it is not. Jesus is very, very clear and I don't know why people don't open their Bibles and just read what he said. Uh, he lets you know that it's not going to be till after the Great Tribulation. There's going to be a tribulation that takes place. And um, which is very clear. Um, immediately after, and this is very clear, immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. Stars will fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then will appear in heaven a, the sign of the Son of Man. Then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send out his angels with a loud trumpet call, and they will gather his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. Matthew chapter 24. It's after there's a great, there has to be a great tribulation. And what that means is, is that we have to walk through. Do you not think that in the first century, Christians that were being gathered up, taken to the arena, being ripped apart by animals, being burnt and put on metal chairs and let their children watch them as they are being cooked in that, as they were being devoured by the gladiators, devoured by animals that hadn't been fed, Wild beasts, crucifixion, all this horrific stuff that was killing Christians almost on a day-to-day -day basis. You don't think that that first century church was thinking we are in the last days? But you take a look, and you take a look now, 2,000 years later, and it, it, there's many things that had to happen prophetically for those end-time events to take place. And for me, the one thing that I, always stood out to me was, well, Damascus is said to be destroyed and that it will be a ruinous heap. And this was starting to pave the way to end time events. It's like a kickoff, you know, it kick off uh, at the beginning of the game and, and it's, it's selling down the field. And that's essentially what Damascus was. Now, Damascus is one of the oldest cities. In the world today. And the thing is. Is that Damascus. 
had been conquered, but had never been completely destroyed as a ruinous heap. So as a historian, as a uh, person, uh, a scholar of the scriptures, I looked at it and saw the world events and was like, well, I don't see that happening anytime soon. And in 2014, all of a sudden, we're bombarded on the news that the leader of Syria is, is poisoning his people. And we've got to do something. We gotta get in there. We gotta change the regime. We gotta stop that from happening. And what does America do? We go in and drop bombs and destroy Damascus. I mean, when you look at the pictures of it, you can look it up yourself. And you can see the ruinous heap that we as Americans, our leaderships did this, saying they were doing this to save the people that live there. Makes no sense at all makes no sense of all, at all. And what ended up happening? Russia steps in. And when Russia steps in, the world's like, oh no, are we going to have a third world war? Oh, what's going on? Oh no, oh no. But Russia was testing the might of America at that point to see if we had any bite to our bark. And clearly proved that we did not. That we didn't. And so right there, they, you know, under the Obama administration, they kind of puffed up the chest. And now, something I thought I would never see is that Russia would actually invade another country. And we had another country being invaded, Ukraine, by Russia. Another event that if you want to, you can go and take a look at You can type, type it in, Gog and Magog. There's a war. A war that's going to be coming. During the same time that the Jewish people's Messiah is to make his appearance, to make his presence known, it would be at a time of turmoil, a time in which the world looks to be its destruction of itself. These things are spoken about. So then, after that, you're, I'm going, okay... Mine's really boggled, really, really messing with my uh, the, my mind because I'm thinking that w surely we have more time. Surely not everything can be in the in this short amount of time happen. And I have to say that I was wrong in my thoughts. The next thing that took place, the next big event that took place. Before Russia invaded, was the Trump administration, where the President Trump came into power, and everyone praises him as if he is a holy man or a god. They do, and I'm not saying that you know the politics side of it is wrong because I am too in that side. I am. Uh, pro-life. I am all about, uh, you know, treating people with respect and love and kindness. But also agreeing to disagree with certain people and not have to be told that I am some type of individual that I'm not or a bigot. I am. So I look at that and I see that this was paving the way for the Christians, the ones that 
go to church every Sunday, to look at him and think that he is the answer. Once again, like God says, don't put any other gods before me. Okay? That goes for anything. It goes for everything. And he comes in, everyone's flocking to him. And it, it's, it's captivating. It's, it's something that grabs hold of you. I mean, I got to meet Vice President Pence. It was an honor to be able to do so. It was an honor to be able to sit there and listen to what was being spoken. But it taught me something that I needed to do. I needed to understand the language of what they are speaking. See, they speak with language that can have two meanings. A meaning that you and I think is what they're talking about because they're supposed to be rallying us, supposed to be for us. But if you really take a look at what their meaning is whenever they achieve the power they have, it's, to, it's not what we thought it was going to be. Prime example was President Obama. Change. I'm going to bring change. Well, no one asked him what change he was going to bring, but he did bring change to the United States. In a way, again, I never thought would happen. Things are running rapidly quick. So the Jewish people believe the Mashiach, the Messiah, refers especially to a future Jewish king from the uh, from the who is expected to save the Jewish nation and will be anointed with holy anointing oil and rule the Jewish people during the Masonic age. That means that people will be flocking to this person and in Israel and doing everything he says. And right now you have the red heifers that again the United States has provided. And in doing so, paves way for the sacrifices of those animals to be purification ceremony for the festivals and for the beginning of the third temple. Now everyone's out there screaming that this person, and we'll get into him in just a second, is the Messiah. The Jewish Messiah. Now a lot of people are saying for us that means he's the Antichrist. And we're going to look at some of the things that he is he's done why well, right now, um, and why they why people are saying that he is the Messiah and of the Jewish people, and he is bringing peace between the different sects of Jewish laws. And the man can quote the Torah, verbatim, and it can be interrupted, and he can pick right back up where he left off. Knows it. Says there's only a couple of people in a generation that this ever happens. And Israel has been celebrating their 70th Jubilee. Their, their Holy of Holy Times. And there is no way of looking at it and saying that, hey, something is going on. So the question is, the... Uh, Yakia, and I'm going to probably mispronounce stuff, please forgive me. Rashalom Yehuda Biri, the Jewish awaiting Messiah. So the person that they're awaiting, uh, is he the Messiah? Is he going to be the Messiah? Um, I personally believe 
if he is there, if he's able to do the things that, um, that they're claiming he's doing, then he, for me, he's not uh, the Messiah that I follow because I follow Jesus. And here's the thing, too, just a newsflash for you people. Uh, the rabbis and the teachers hate Jesus. Absolutely hate Jesus with a passion. They have things in the Talmud that you wouldn't even want to utter out of your mouth or let alone let your kids sit there and get hold of it and read it because it's, it's very graphic how they think he should be dealt with. And it says that the Antichrist will be against Jesus Christ. Well, their whole thing in their in their in their culture is to destroy the teachings of Jesus. To bring people back to the oral tradition and not just the Torah, but following verbatim what man tells you to do, following the law and all of the weight that it puts on your shoulders. And that it will not be tolerated for Christians. Christians go to these go to the mega churches and they throw out money upon money to help out Israel. Wanting them to build that third temple. Not realizing or not recognizing or not reading or just completely I don't know. Dumb. Because it's easy. You read it. The book is very clear. There's several different English translations out there. Get one that you can understand. Read it. Read it. It it says that they hate. And that when this comes, that these the the Jewish, uh, the, the Christians are giving money to the Jewish for the third temple to be built because the Christians are being told that when this happens, our Messiah will will return and we will be beamed out of here before the crap hits the fan. But in the, the and I just read to you out of Matthew chapter twenty four, it tells us that we go through the tribulation first. Next things that you that I'm starting to see that is happening is that we had the COVID, everything shut down, and now everyone around the world is starting to feel the pinch of saying, "Wait a second, why are our shelves?" empty a product well you can't be shut down the whole world for a year for a year and think that they were going to be able to get production back up there's no way so we're now seeing shortages in food not only are we seeing shortages in food we're going to be seeing prices going up and right now Prices are soaring. This inflation is crippling households. And it does tell us in the book of Revelation that, you know, people are not going to be able to buy. They're not going to be able to get. They're going to be, you know, um, looking uh, for food. It says, uh, and I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts say, a measure of wheat for a penny and three measures of barley for a penny. And see thou not the oil and wine to be hurt. That to be hurt. In other words, you're not going to be able to get your bread. You're not going to get your food. 
even if it was a daily wage. You go in there and give them your whole money. The day you the day you work, you give them that whole money, and you will still not be able to afford the food. It's coming, people, and in some parts of the world, it's already hitting. In certain parts of the world, it's already starting to feel the the pain, and we're getting ready to go into winter. And now they're talking about doing all these power outages to uh, to have you know conserve energy. There's going to be blackouts in the winter. And then on top of that, countries are not going to be able to get oil because it's so expensive for the winter that they're now going into their woods to find out that their woods are not for them to go in and take wood out of because the government owns it. Can you not see this getting to a point where you will not be able to buy or sell? These things are coming so fast, it's mind-boggling. And then from there, from there, the I only is this. This he was not only able to uh, pass quoting the Torah, but they're now saying that he is even healing people with his touch. It tells us that the Antichrist will be able to do uh, many wonders and be able to deceive many. If it were very, if it was possible, even the very elect would be deceived. But you have where in. The 13th chapter, it talks about the beast that comes up and out. And who is like the beast? Who can fight against it? This is what I'm telling to people. I'm going to just read the whole thing to you. And I saw the beast rising out of the sea with ten horns and seven heads and ten uh, gems on the horns and blasphemous names on its head. And the beast that I saw was like a leopard. Its feet were like a bear and its mouth was like a lion. Now, this is referring to the nations that go along with this thing. And to to it the dragon gave great power, and to his throne great authority. One, its head seems to have been mortally wounded, but is mortally wounded, but was healed. And the whole earth marveled as they followed the beast. Now they're making a big deal about this guy. And everybody's flocking to him. And everybody is calling him the Messiah. And let's say they're going to go and go, go ahead and let's say they, they go in and they go to tear up the, the um, and put the temple up where the uh, Dome of the Rock is. That The Jewish people get tired of seeing that there and they go and they destroy it. All because they're saying that this man is the Messiah. This is just me speculating. Okay? It's just me speculating here. And so the Muslims are all angry and mad, and they try to assassinate this man, and he doesn't die. He yet lives. The world is marveling at what he could do, and then when he gets mortally wounded, he will overcome that, and people will be even more uh, <laughs> looking at him with, with wonder. This is just me uh, spitballing here. It says, The head seemed to be wounded, and they worshipped the dragon, for he had given his authority to the beast, and to worship the beast, saying, Who is like the beast, and who can fight against it? The beast was given a mouth uttering haughty and blaspheming words, and it was allowed to exercise authority for 42 months. It opened its mouth and other blasphemies against God, blaspheming his name. And uh, his dwelling, 
that is those who dwell in heaven. He's going to be uh, going against the us Christians because our bodies are the temple of God. Let that sink in. God no longer dwells in a building that man built. He now dwells within us as our mediator is Jesus Christ that connects us together to him. So we don't have to go to a building to worship. We can have a relationship with him every day. And it just it gets it gets on and also allowed to make war on the saints. Now this is why I'm telling people if everyone is beamed out of here from a rapture that everybody believes is going to happen when this kicks off, then who are the saints that he gathers up? Who are the saints that he conquers? Who gave him the power and the tribe and the people and language and nation and all who dwell on the earth will worship it? Everyone whose name was not written in the book uh, before the foundations of the world in the book of the uh, life of the Lamb who was slain. If anyone has an ear, let him hear. Who are the saints that he's going to be able to beat up if we're all out of here? These are the things that just was mind-boggling. And this is where man-made, um, man-made rituals or man-made holidays and man-made beliefs overshadow what the true Word of God says. I mean, it, it's it's very interesting. I mean, if the person does come out to me, it would be the Antichrist. But that just uh, that goes on down and says, you know, um, they have permission of prophecy. There has to be, you know, things that he has to find. Uh, uh, you have Israel's rabbis who say they're already holding a meeting with the Messiah, uh, but this can um, not be fully confirmed that they announce him as such. If they did, he would not be the true Messiah. That's what I'm saying. And if he were the, he would become the Antichrist. Then they would now not announce this out uh, worldly until after. Uh, these world events are taking place as the world is going into chaos. And so I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, it is uh, alarming. Alarming to see that as COVID hit, which I always felt like was a, um, a beta test to see who would take the mark of the beast. I really did. Uh, people that were not in the know, people that just was like, oh, this is going to make me better or protect me from the COVID, now find out that all these vaccines they took did nothing for it and didn't prevent them from ever getting it. And so, but people were willing to line up to receive that vaccine without question. And then they were threatened that if you don't get it, you can't leave your country, you can't go this way, you can't do that. So you have right there these events that's already leading up that says, man, the, man, in our world today, the sheeple, the people, are all right with doing what they're told. They'll line up and take it because they'll think that's what they're supposed to do. And see, here's the thing. The church has become so, so fat in its greed 
that it's forgot its first love is Jesus Christ, and it's forgot its people, it's forgot its its point of existence, is to bring people to Jesus, but at the same time to meet the need of the people, to get out there and help out the widows, the orphans, the people that are homeless. If you have a spare room, and you meet someone and y'all get along and everything works, let them be in that room. Because this is what Jesus has told us, is that we're supposed to love our neighbor, love them, and also love our enemies. This is, for me, one of the, the, the pitiful moments, is that if he is, he, could he be the Messiah, or could he be the false prophet? All these are there and, and, and um, could, can line up to be exactly that. Um. I, I'm just going to say this. If you don't know Jesus Christ today, I pray that you do. Because on Second John says, For many deceivers have gone out into the world, those who do not confess the coming of Jesus Christ in the flesh, such as one is a deceiver and the Antichrist, who is a liar, but he who denies that Jesus is Christ. This is the Antichrist, he who denies the Father and denies the Son. And then you also have in First John 4, 3. And every spirit uh, that does not confess that Jesus is God, this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard was coming, and now is in the world already. So the Antichrist spirit has been here. It's never gone anywhere. And it's been plaguing our world from day one. Now, as what I'm worried about is that we're now at the fullness of the Gentiles, and the Gentiles are just like the Sadducees and the Pharisees were in the time of Jesus. They've lost their way. Their Messiah was standing before them and they didn't recognize him. And right now, right now, truly the people there in churchianity would not recognize Jesus if he came back. Right now. If he just came back and walked in the room and said, Hey, how are you doing? And was able to do the things. They wouldn't be able to recognize him because they've created this fake illusion of what heaven and God and Jesus is. And we need to understand that in these days, times are ticking, ticking, and ticking down. I personally thought I would never see this. But we have things that are taking place that, you know. And Second Thessalonians says, "Let no one deceive you in any way, for the day will not, uh, for that day will not come unless the rebellion again uh, comes first, and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the son of destruction, who oppresses, exalts himself against every so-called god or object of worship." so that he takes his seat at, uh, in the temple of God, proclaiming himself to be God. To be God. These things are rapidly happening. And the world is so blinded in their pride and in their arrogance that they're not even seeing the signs and the ones that think they see the signs, think they're going to be raptured out of here. And when they're not, when they're not, 
their faith is going to be tested to see if they are worthy. I pray that they are. Because I would have never thought that they would be in making an announcement with the red heifers there. But they're ready to reveal their Messiah. People get ready. If he's not their Messiah and they call him out and say he's the prophet and he's the prophet to the Messiah then you know that's the false prophet and that that other could be around the corner. These are things I never thought would happen right now but everything's moving so rapidly and I felt like if I did not do this podcast if I did not get this message out there for you to look into these things and recognize that um, the Jewish people don't look at Christianity with favorable eyes. They look at us as, as if we're dumb and we're giving them money for our own demise. I understand that the Jewish rabbis do not love or care about Jesus. They want to exterminate and terminate him from existence. And you can see this in their Talmud. People, time is short. I'm not saying the end times are here, but I will say that there are things that are taking place that's perking my attention and making me go, hmm, I hope you do the same. As always, please pay attention to your surroundings. You never know what lies in the corner. God bless.